You're listening to Shepherd and Sports Bite, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome to another edition of Sports Bite. I'm your host, Tyler Maher, and with me on the line, I have Andrew Johnston up at the Riverine Herald. Andrew, I've uh, got my podcast gear back in my clutches, and I've got to say, I'm very excited. It's good to be on the show with you, Tyler. Good to be working with you for this episode. You've got the podcast gear back. That's great for you, but we've just found out in the last 24 hours that we can go back across the border into Malama, so everybody's had a win this week. It's been uh, a good week for regional Victoria and uh, an even better week for those along the border, but uh, it does have certain sport connotations. Uh, Something else that uh, has some connotations for the leagues of the region uh, overnight almost is the the change in the Murray and Pecola District Football League again. Now, uh, Tungamar and Katandra, who joined the Murray League a couple of years ago, are going back to the Pecola District Football Nepal League. Full circle for those two clubs, obviously. Tungamar hasn't been too bad, particularly in the 2019 season. They played some pretty good football. It hasn't been an easy run for Katandra since jumping to the Murray League. Obviously, they really struggled in 2018. Struggled a bit last year. Didn't quite uh, pick up the wooden spoon with mine, having a slightly worse season. But, Tyler, as you know, these guys have been in the Bacola League for a long time. There were some issues when they left, but it seems like those issues have softened over over the last couple of seasons and it seems like it's just a good time for them to go home. Yeah, it does. Uh, it still obviously has to be ratified at a few board meetings, but it seems like uh, everything's going to get ticked off. So it, it brings the, the PD back to 15 teams and it's uh, going to stay one competition. So you'll see uh, everyone playing each other as you have the last couple of years and uh, you know it'll reduce the couple of teams in the Murray League, which probably helps them fixture a bit better as well. So uh, I think it might be a win-win for both leagues. It also means that, as you said, we can have one competition. Initially, when there were 17 clubs in, across those two divisions, it had to be two divisions because there were just too many teams playing. But with Shepherd and East and Duke United staying in the Kyber District League, probably permanently now, you would imagine, that makes a really good balance across all our leagues in the Golden Valley. Yeah, it certainly does. It feels like it's uh, it's getting towards something that um, looks pretty even across the group. Uh, now, another exciting uh, bit of news this week in Shepparton is Oscar Piastri has uh, taken out the Formula 3 World Championship. He uh, held on in what was a, a pretty thrilling final weekend, but uh, it's great to see someone who has... Uh, he's got a lot of Shepparton family connections, uh, and they were very excited this week, and it's great to see him have some success. It's always nice to see someone who obviously has that connection to the community succeeds. And Tyler, you, you know a bit better than I would, but you see the way he talks about things on social media and he had a lot to say about the race. He seems like just one of those lovely young guys that's not too far ahead of himself. He's pretty down to earth and he's very proud of himself for the way he performed, but still gave a lot of credit to the competitors around him for what happened over the last weekend. Yeah, certainly. And uh, his teammate, uh, was Logan Sargent who crashed out in the last race of the season so uh, it was a bit of uh, a sour note to win it on Oscar touched on but he was um, you know, very happy to, to take the championship in his maiden year and looks uh, onwards and upwards to Formula 2 action next year we hope so which is pretty exciting and more exciting news for Greater Shepparton is that uh, it's come out this week that the Greater Shepparton City Council uh, alongside Football Federation Australia is bidding for some Asian Cup qualifiers next year, which would be really exciting if we could get the young Matildas uh, and a few other international sides down to uh, you know McEwen Reserve. The Matildas—they're going to be about the most popular 
of our national teams at the moment with good reason. They play fantastic football, as you know. But what you know the Shepparton area a lot better than I do, Tyler. What would it mean to football fans around Shepparton? There's obviously a huge community for football there to have some great international talent, particularly if they were able to get the Matildas down there. Yeah, it would it would be um, just a, a brilliant nod uh, to what the region has done at McEwen Reserve in terms of uh, its its football facilities. It's really one of the the premier facilities in certainly in country Victoria and and even further than that. And you know they all love it, uh, and they would all be really excited to see you know a group of under twenty international teams come to Shepparton uh, in early. March or late March next year, I've been told, uh, and it would be really good for the economy as well. Uh, obviously, coming out it's of huge, coronavirus, and it's a huge credit to football in Shepherd and the amount of work people have done, as you said, on the reserve for getting it up to that standard. But the fact that there is this is even a chance, and as soon as it was announced, that people were like, "Yeah, well, we could get on board that. We could see this happening in Shepherd," and that's a huge credit to everyone in the football community who's done such a great amount of work to get things up to that standard in the area. Certainly is, and speaking of a lot of work, there's been a lot of work going on behind the scenes with the the cricket competitions of the region. Um, obviously, Cricket Shepparton is aiming for an October 17 start date, uh, with you know obviously no border issues with Cricket Shepparton. It, it seems like they should be all right to get that up and running. But um, Murray Valley Cricket Association and Golden Murray Cricket seem to have been working together a fair bit to try and make sure that all of their teams and all of their players can get some cricket in this summer. There's a lot changing on that front day by day, as is the reality with the coronavirus situation and border situations. That everything seems to be changing every 24 hours. But we've had a team swap for one of the competitions with Moama making their way over to the Murray Valley Cricket Association to play in their P20 competition just so that they can guarantee that there's going to be some cricket. And Moama has been a pretty good side in that format over the last couple of years. So it'd be, you'd want to watch out if you're one of those Murray Valley Cricket Association teams. You certainly would, and uh, obviously now with the border bubble restrictions relaxing, it seems like uh, a normal season could proceed for for both competitions. Uh, you know, once October, November rolls around. Absolutely, and that's one of the lucky places of this border region that we have in place is that every team in the Golden uh, in the Golden Murray Cricket Association, my apologies, um, falls into that bubble. So even if we do have these restrictions go onwards. It looks like cricket is one of those sports that may be able to continue and teams might be able to travel around and get that hit in every weekend. And we've seen we've lost football, we've lost netball, we've lost a lot of our soccer and things like that over the winter season. So just to get a lot of people out on the field and actually playing, that's going to be a great advantage for people involved. Certainly, and another sport that looks to be coming out of hibernation uh, in terms of having crowds back hopefully soon is racing. Uh, the Uchuka Racing Club's back in action up there. Yes, uh, the Achuka Racing Club having their first meeting of the season today, in fact. They were originally going to start on Saturday, but there was a couple of races shifted around, so they've taken the midweek slot instead. Unfortunately, currently no crowds allowed at the track, but the Achuka Racing Club's chief executive, Gary Armstrong, has suggested to the Riverine Herald earlier this week that it's looking about Cup Day might be when things are going to start to see crowds. They're definitely not planning for anything until October, but the Melbourne Cup, obviously, it's the biggest race in this nation for a reason, and it's also one of the biggest racing days for other clubs. The Echuca Racing Club, it's actually bigger for them than Mel- than the Echuca Cup day itself, so it'd be fantastic to see crowds get back there for that day. Certainly, and uh, across the region, we've seen 
plenty of coaches who were meant to take charge of football and Apple teams uh, in 2020, rolling over to 2021, and there's been another one uh, up your way. It has been. Darcy Robinson reappointed as the coach of the Mathera Football Club. He's their guy. It's as simple as that. He, What he's brought to the club in his time as the coach, he's really improved culture. He has everyone really happy around that club. And we spoke to the president during the week, and he's like, it's the easiest decision we could have possibly made because Darcy brings so much to this football club. Mathera returning to the finals in 2019 for the first time in a while, and it looks like that football club really starting to be on the up and up. Certainly, and a bit more football news over Kyabram Way with uh, the Bombers getting another recruit uh, into the side. Yeah, there's a couple of bits of football news. Kyabram, just when you think they can't add any more talent to that already dominant team, Nick Dennehy's jumped over from Ichuki United to join up with the Bombers. He's a really talented young player. He's done very well in the Murray League for Achuki United, and you feel like if he gets the opportunity in that Kyabram side, he'll be another really good um, piece to that side and hopefully can be a major contribution in potentially pushing Kyabram towards yet another premiership. And you, you, you've probably seen him play more inside, um, you know, starting midfielder role for Achuki United, but in that Kyabram side, you probably see him coming off a flank or even on the wing trying to use his pace and his class on the outside. That'll be what's interesting for me is that, as you've alluded to, you see him a lot on the inside in the Chiefs United side, but he does have that speed. He can play on the outside if you need him to. And, you know, Kai Abrams do have those players already, so it'll be interesting to see him try and add some more elements to his game and try and play a different role. And just before you go, there's some uh, umpiring news over Kai Abrams way as well, isn't there? There is. Um, young Connor Hawes, who's only a 19-year-old, is currently actually up in the Northern Territory Football League having a bit of a go at his umpiring. Obviously, there's a lot of players from the Golden Valley who have gone up there while they couldn't play because they wanted to get a kick. Connor's in the same position. He's still very young as an umpire. He made his debut as an umpire at senior level as a 17-year-old a couple of seasons ago in the KD. And he's continued to grow as an umpire since then. He's umpired a fair few senior football games since then. He's very well touted within that industry. And like the players, he was desperate to get an opportunity. So he's made the trip up as far up north as he can go, playing uh, umpire in the NT League, and hopefully he's having a really good time while he's up there. I think he's currently in quarantine, just waiting to get out of that so that he can take part in the season. And it's a uh, nice segue into the chat that I had with uh, Sam Wood this week, who's also up there to umpire in the NTFL. Uh, that will be a very interesting chat that we'll uh, go through in a minute. But thank you very much, uh, AJ, for joining us on Sports Bite, and uh, I'm sure we'll hear from you again soon. Thank you very much, Tyler. Pleasure being here. Sam Wood. Uh, Woodsy, all the way from the NT, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, good time, mate. Uh, sitting in quarantine at the moment uh, out in Howard Springs, or what they like to call up here, COVID Springs, uh, in massive facility at the moment. Just chilling out. We're up to day 10 now, so only a few days left, and uh, I get to get out and get some freedom, mate. So that'll be good. You and uh, half of country Victoria, by the sounds of it, mate, are uh, up there in uh, COVID Springs. It seems like a lot of uh, footballers are heading up to, to have a crack at, at the NTFL. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's actually quite, quite amusing to watch. I, I don't know whether there'd be actually any football left in Darwin because I'm pretty sure, sorry, back in uh, Victoria, so I'm pretty sure they're all up here. There's footies flying around everywhere, people out kicking, and keeping in mind there's not too much area to be kicking footies up here, but... Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people, and not 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 
uh, people that are here to take it seriously. There's a lot of people up here that have just missed football playing in their little country leagues and they're not, not any or any stars or anything, but they've just relocated up to get some footy in because they love the game so much. So yeah, there's a lot of people running around, a lot of different uh, footy club shirts, uh, different rep sides. Yeah, there's a lot of people up here for footy, mate. It'd be a fair flex too, wouldn't it? There'd be a few rep uh, rep shirts walking around on the uh, the hour of recreation throughout the corridors, wouldn't there? Yeah, yeah, there is. So there's a, a fair few guys. That, you know, it doesn't make sense to me because from following the recruits that are on the couple of the recruit pages up here, it's only a couple of people from Werribee, but it seems to see it seem like every second person is wearing Werribee football club shorts up here, um, but. Yeah, it's sort of interesting to see that there is so many different uh, clubs, uh, different people, and uh, it's good to see there's a lot of a lot of people coming together within the village to to go for runs and set each other little goals and stuff like that around the village because there's not much to do. But guys from different clubs, whether they're playing for St Mary, Waratah, Nightcliffe, so many different sides up here that people are possibly going to. But yeah, we get uh get about an hour worth of uh, physical activity, so a lot of people are making making time of that and working together in the, the sort of social distancing ways that we possibly can to sort of keep fit. And what about yourself, mate? You're obviously up there to uh, to umpire your second season up there. Are you looking forward to it? Yeah, I was lucky enough. I spent last year up here and uh, and absolutely loved the place up here. It's very very different living to, to Victoria, but not too different as well. I've still got the country feel about it, I reckon, up here. But lucky enough last year to uh, finish about number four in the rankings and I sat on the bench for the uh, for the Northern Territory Premier League Grand Final last year and uh, just sort of set myself a goal coming back to, uh, to isolation uh, in Victoria and spent a lot of time running and get, getting myself a lot fitter and uh, just so happened that, well, our season got cancelled and I got a phone call to, to come through and said, oh, do you want another contract this year and uh, and do you want to come up and, uh, and do another season? So... Yeah, took that took that opportunity, and hopefully, I can go a little bit further with my umpire. I think the competition up here is going to be probably better than ever. Um, from what I've seen, the recruits that have been signing, and I think every club has probably got five to six players that have joined from Victoria. So, uh, I've also been offered a coaching position up here as a developmental coach for the umpiring group, which will be mainly uh, bringing or bridging the gap between guys umpiring your under 14s, 16s, 18s and sort of bridging the gap to make it a smoother transition between their junior footy umpiring and umpiring at senior level. So getting their head around what changes between the two levels and, yeah, meanwhile, just still keeping myself with some fitness goals and umpiring the best level possible up here. Certainly, mate. Uh, the umpiring ranks up there, is it a bit like the football where there's, you know, you know sort of a core core local base and, and then filled out by the, the fly-in, fly-out umps like yourself or is it, you know, a bit more either way? Yeah, yeah, they've got a good good base of senior umpires up here, but they do have a lot of guys that have been past interstate contracted umpires that just love to play like I do and continue to come up for two to three week periods at a time. It's a little bit different to back home with the GV umpires, uh, whereas they've got a really senior depth and, and good base of senior umpires, whereas up here they've got so many junior kids that are wanting to umpire and wanting to learn how to umpire too. So it's about trying to balance what, what's the right level for them to be umpiring at and developing, developing them to sort of reach their goals and whether that's AFL or not. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of guys, good mix of seniors and juniors up here. 
you you touched on the uh, the standard of the, of the NTFL probably rise a little bit this year um, with a lot of country big stars heading up. Uh, what was the standard like last year in comparison to to the footy down this way? Give give the uh, the listeners sort of a comparison to the local leagues down here. Yeah, it was sort of interesting. I, I always saw saw the football up here as a very uh, probably as, as good a standard as probably your your Melbourne sort of uh, in, oh, not VFL, probably your next step down from your VFL, your Melbourne Metro leagues, etc. The real no differences I noticed between the two two football leagues, like comparing to GV, where I've spent a lot of my time umpiring, is that GV is a lot of hard hitting, body on body, getting an under and get the ball. Whereas up here in Darwin, it's a lot of the guys back their back their skill and pace and take the game on. Not not too many times do you see guys get a free kick or a mark and and go back and look at their options and kick. Uh, it's a lot of skilled based football, a lot of running. And I did a game last year with the Tiwi Bombers where um, Adam Tippin Woody, uh, the brother of uh, Tippin Woody that plays for Essendon, uh, actually marked the ball. They they kicked a goal. Uh, sorry, they kicked out from behind. And they kicked a goal at the other end in under seven seconds. And that's just sort of the, the standard of football, the skill that they can take on and, and run and bounce and, and sort of yeah, convert that easily. So it's a very high-paced game, not as probably hard and tough, but very skillful and uh, paced as well. Yeah, I reckon it takes me seven seconds to uh, pull up my socks. I'd <laughs> say uh, that's a fair effort. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's, 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 some of these guys are just so incredibly skilled. Like you, you don't think they can can hit targets from positions on the ground they can, or kick goals from positions they can. But these guys uh, can do anything really up there. Very highly skilled, but it's just incredible too. The crowds they get uh, up here is you know, pretty amazing, really. They they love the game of football so much up here, and it shows through their crowds. They pack out the grandstand every week. They're passionate. They yell. They scream. And, uh, yeah, it's sort of very, very good to sort of be a part of the environment. Now, you've uh, obviously come from Victoria lockdown. Uh, obviously, we're starting to uh, move a little bit out of it in regional Vic now, uh, straight into a hard lockdown up there in quarantine, right? Uh, what's the first thing you're going to do in a couple of days where, when you get out? Uh, well, I'd like to say to go to the pub and uh, have a bit of a, a big meal or something like that. But the day I get out, I've actually got training, my first training session, so... Uh, I would love to be heading straight to the pub to have a meal or something like that. Uh, don't get me wrong, the meals have been pretty good in here, but uh, yeah, we got training uh, on Monday as soon as we get out. So be straight getting some K's back in the legs. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of guys that are probably in similar boats. Because of the, the delay in, with coronavirus, a lot of sports up here should have been finished by now. Uh, and uh, But are still going. Like I think the cricket season up here has got another two weeks to go. So they'll finish basically the week before round one. Uh, so not many people get the change over, but there's a lot of people like me that will uh, be trying to get some last-minute Ks into the legs. And, uh, yeah, yeah, looking forward to getting the season underway. I think the 2nd of uh, October we kick off. I'm sure you'll uh, have plenty of time for a cold one uh, after training, mate. Uh, but thank you very much for joining us on Sports Bite and have a great season up there. I'm sure we'll uh, touch base again soon. Beautiful. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks very much to Woodsy for joining us there all the way from quarantine up in the Northern Territory and joining us now on Sports Bite uh, from the southern and eastern end of uh, McPherson Media Group coverage area is Meg Saltry down at the Benalla Ensign. Meg, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Now, uh, what's been happening down Benalla Way? Uh, a few more coaching reappointments, uh, especially at the Saints? 
Yeah, well, we have, haven't had too um, much news out of our uh, footy clubs at the moment, but um, we, the Saints did uh, put up a post the other night um, about Jake Polfrat um, coming on again for, for next season, for the 2021 season. Um, he, he signed a two-year contract, so I think um, most expected him to go again. But, um, yeah, that's just some confirmation that he would um, go again uh, for his first season. So. And there's a bit of racing news going on. Uh, Zach Best... Uh, wasn't uh, competing, and then he was, and and then he wasn't, and now he's again. I think. Uh, what, tell us what's been happening uh, with him. Yeah, so it's really kind of confusing. Last couple of days, I've been trying to wrap my head around it. But um, yeah, so the Super Two Series, um, which is kind of working as the undercard for the Supercars Championship at the moment, um, it got basically pulled um, last Friday from the Bathurst, which is going ahead next month. Um, and yeah, saying. Citing basically the cost of quarantine to to the teams to um, have that two week period in in a hotel quarantine, and then yeah, but then I think my understanding is that a, a few of the teams kind of came back and were really pushing um, for it to go ahead at Bathurst, and so kind of between yesterday and today, it's um, being confirmed that it will go ahead uh, next month. So um, I know Zach's uh, very happy about that. Um, he's just really keen to kind of. Uh, race as soon as he can because they've only had two two races this year so it's been a really weird um rookie season for him and i know he's just excited to get back into the car so certainly exciting that he'll be able to race around mount panorama uh with mm-hmm. gary jacobson as well obviously uh finishing his supercar season there next month now uh, a bit more yeah. uh, a bit of a different tact in terms of racing uh there's a former benella uh local or, or product is um you know doing great things yeah, so I've got yeah, the tip, tip off on this one because um, he's over in Bendigo at, at the moment, but um, he's grown up here um, for over 30 years being um, a banana product. So um, Michael Burgess, he's um, last week got the news that he is able to uh, ride in next year's Dakar Rally, which is, um I'm saying, the most hectic, basically, um enduro uh, rally race in the world so he's um, supposed to be flying out to Saudi Arabia next uh, next year for that one um, for a 12, 12 day race um, across the de- desert so um, I know he's again he's um, very excited for that there is some um, kind of hurdle he's going to have to um, cross for that especially around COVID-19 restrictions to get over there he said um, to me when we spoke last week that it's not actually going to be able to him getting there but it's him getting back so he should be able to fly out pretty easily but um, he's expecting to maybe be caught up um, over there trying to get back so hopefully he can uh, get uh, through that smoothly uh, I'm sure the the race itself will be uh, probably tougher than uh, than trying to handle the uh, the airports so uh, I'm sure he's yeah, got uh, got plenty of skills to tackle it now uh, across in Seymour Elle McDonald uh, has had another game for the Vixens yeah so um, she debuted, I think it was last month, but um, was finally able to get back on court um, again for a second second appearance. So uh, Liz Watson was out um, and they had Taylor Honey come on to start in that wing attack um, position, but um, Elle came on in the third quarter um, to have a bit of a game bit of game time, a bit more than that first game. So I know she's um, just kind of able to, to prove herself a little bit more, had uh, 11... Uh, 11 assists and 14 feeds um, through the wing attack position. So 
um, was able to help out um, the Vixens girls in kind of roughing up that minor premiership spot. So, And certainly good signs for the upcoming final series that uh, Elle can sort of jump in wherever uh, the Vixens need her and hopefully she can play a, a, a solid part in the, uh, in the Vixens finals. And finally, uh, you chatted to uh, a basketball um, coach who's uh, had a, a big nod, uh, like Josh Waite did up this way, uh, Carly Stones. Yeah, so um, yeah, Carly's uh, coming on as a um, development coach for the Australian Junior Basketball Championships next year. So I um, was able to speak to her last week, and um, she's just super excited to kind of be able to um, get her first role um, with the state team. So. She's done a lot of coaching kind of in the last decade um, through juniors. She's um, based out um, in Whittlesea, so she coaches at Eltham, but then also coaches um, in the Vic Country um, program through the uh, Seymour Blasters. Um, and, yeah, so she'll come in um, for the uh, under-18 Vic Country girls. And, yeah, so super excited um, to kind of get stuck into that. Um, and has done, I know, um, a lot of kind of reflection over this kind of hasn't been able to coach over this COVID-19 period, but been um, telling me that she's done heaps of online uh, virtual sessions, seminars, clinics, um, et cetera, to kind of keep progressing um, with her coaching and really hoping to take it um, as high as she can with this first, you know, starting with this first role that she's gotten. So. It's certainly promising to see uh, lots of locals taking the next step in their you know respective sporting careers. And uh, thank thank you very much for for joining us here on Sports Bite, Meg. It's uh, it's great to have you on. No worries. Thanks for having me. And that wraps up Sports Bite for another week. Thanks for joining us, and we'll chat to you again next week. That was Shepparton Sports Bite, brought to you by McPherson Media Group.